coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We just randomly ended up on Anna Maria Island one night because we were lost. I'm from Northern California, and Mm -hmm. my family was in Northern California for like 35 years. Mm -hmm. We really fell in love with like the kind of specific style of Mexican food that was being produced there. You moved down in 2012. We moved down. I moved down here in August of 2012, and we opened in January of 2013. We don't talk about this very much, but we also are very health-focused. Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Patrick Coleman from Papo's Taqueria. Papo's serves San Francisco-style tacos unlike any others in St. Pete. Our musical guest today is Nathan Allen. We We have have a great great show, show, so stick stick around. around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build your own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build your own? I know that I sometimes am, Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later. I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. Okay, Kevin, now it's time for you to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready? Yes. What's your favorite food? Everything on the menu at Salty J's, especially the Toss Big Blue, which is basically a giant hamburger salad with a ton of blue cheese. The buffalo chicken salad is really awesome. 
And I love their tacos, especially the uh, Placido Bio tacos and the Sweet Thai taco. Also, if you like burgers, the Big Tex Burger is a nice big monster one. I just want to shove that whole thing in my face. And then the, the Big J's Loaded Sirloin Philly. You love that one. Yes, I do love that one. It's so good. And Mrs. Salty's favorite massive hot dog. It is huge. It's a freaking half pound, literally as big as your head. Yes. So what's your least favorite food? Anything that's not from Salty J's. <laughs> Goofhead. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? Uh, duh. Salt or pepper? Salt. EJ's. And can you cook? Yes, but I'm not cooking anymore. I just go to Salty J's now. <laughs> Salty J's is on 4th Street North in the 50s, specifically 5625 4th Street North. Let's get salty. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry, I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. Please welcome to the show from Papo's Taqueria, Patrick Coleman. Welcome, welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you. Really happy to be here. Papo's is a family-owned and operated Mexican-inspired fast casual restaurant. You just opened... A new location in St. Pete recently, mm-hmm. just a couple months ago now? Uh, yeah, like three months maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have gone. We didn't know that uh, Jenny Parrish was wa- working there, but a little <laughs> shout out to her right, right up <laughs> yeah. front. Jenna, Jenna, who can I turn to? Uh, we walk Jenny's in, we're like, Jenny, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we know you. Yeah, she was normally waiting on us all the time. So it was like out of context to see her behind the bar cooking. You know? I, <laughs> I was know, like, yeah. wait a minute. She, she's a, she she's just, actually, yeah, she's she, an impressive cook though. Like she yeah. actually knows her stuff. Right. And it's nice having her there. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into the details of Papos, let's learn a little bit about you. How did you come to be here? And Where are you from up, originally? And end up, yes. Where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? How'd you end up here? And how did you end up in the restaurant business? It's a lot of questions at once, I know. Yeah, I, th- I think I've got them all. <laughs> well, uh, and, and they're related. I actually, um, I was born in Northern California. I uh, spent the first 10 years of my life in uh, Petaluma, mm-hmm. which is like 40 minutes outside of San Francisco. Right. Um, and then uh, my family ended up moving to Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires, where I spent uh, the, the next you know 10 years. And the way I ended up down here was... We were on like a family vacation in the mid '90s, and we used to have one of these uh, one of these buses, the coach buses, right? Um, and we shared it between a few family members, and we just randomly ended up on Anna Maria Island one night because we were lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, and my parents fell in love with it. My grandparents fell in love with it. So my grandparents ended up moving down here in '98, uh, mm-hmm. and then obviously. My parents moved down here in like 2005, I want to say. Okay. I didn't move down until 2012. Okay. But uh, 
that was just sort of happenstance. I, mm-hmm. I used to, uh, after I graduated high school, after I graduated high school, I moved back out to California for a while, mm-hmm. and then I got I got into the trades. So I was actually a carpenter, mm-hmm. um, and then I followed some work back to Massachusetts, uh, where I ended up going to college. Um, and then after that, I came down here to do a little like a finished job to put some money together. And as I was working on that, my dad was also. He was working on that Pine Avenue project. I don't know if you guys know about it, um, no. but they basically built out a main street on Anna Maria mm-hmm. um, with cool. these cool sort of like quaint two-story residential upstairs, business downstairs kind mm-hmm. of situation. And uh, we thought, so that takes us back to how uh, I'm, I'm from Northern California and mm-hmm. my family was in Northern California for like 35 years. Mm-hmm. We really fell in love with like the kind of specific style of Mexican food that was being produced Right, there, right, right, uh, right. Out of Oakland and uh, and San Francisco, uh, places like Taqueria Morelia. Right, and it's def- definitely a different style. It is. It and, really and is. It's That's distinctly why different from Southern California. It's yes. different. It's it's, yeah. di- it's very different from Southern California. It's very different from Tex-Mex. A lot of people will right. Re- right. try to refer to us as Tex-Mex, and that's really not what we're right. doing. Right, it's not even close to Tex-Mex. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, most, but people don't know what, like, there is no name even for San Francisco Mexican food other than, like, Mission. Right. My family just fell in love with that food, and we always ate it uh, as sort of like we, we learned how to cook it, and we mm-hmm. ate it at family dinners and our events and so forth. And then when we moved to Massachusetts, there was nothing. Uh, right. Just nothing. And, um, and, that, and that was when was that that you moved to Massachusetts? Uh, that was in like '93 or '94, okay. something like that. Yeah, that, and the Berkshires, which is kind of the opposite of where Boston is. Yeah, it's on the total other end. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so the southwestern corner of Massachusetts, <laughs> right. bordering Connecticut and the, New York. The only reason I know that is because a long time ago in my uh, original career, I was in the toy business, and that's where KB Toys was based. Although I don't think they exist. That's anymore. funny. I did not know that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, their office is there. Okay, uh, GE actually it's based out of Pittsfield, mm-hmm. and, huh. and I think Kodak's up there too. No, is that right? I think Kodak. Yeah, yeah they're kind of. Yeah, I don't think they're really around much cells, anymore. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah, they <laughs> they they bet on the wrong horse ultimately. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good expression. <laughs> yeah. So um, then you used to go on like was it like family vacations where you'd be uh, driving around in the. Coach. Bus, coach. Oh, Bus. yeah. So that was uh, my, my, my parents had to travel a lot for what they were doing, and, and they would turn a lot of their business trips into sort of family vacations. Oh, that's we had smart. a chance to drive around the country in this bus for a while. And, uh, and, and, you know, that is what brought us down here. But we also, we went, we went I spent a lot of time in, uh, in, in Arizona and the, mm-hmm. the Southwest. So I have a feel for that food too. And you mentioned that uh, the first family members to move to Anna Maria were your grandparents. Yeah. Right. So, and, and is is that your grandfather that the, his nickname was Papo? Papo. Yeah. Ah, so, great. Um, he was. Uh, you know, they lived in Boston their whole lives. Okay. Uh, they were living in, in Weymouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but my grandfather's health had taken a turn. He was. Uh, he'd been battling uh, Parkinson's for a good while, and um, it, they just felt like it was probably a good idea for them to get away from those brutal winters. Mm-hmm. And they loved it down here, and there was nothing going on in Anna Maria right. when they moved there, and he just, you know, it, it, it gave him a, a bit of a new lease. Uh, he was able to go on walks every day of the year. He really, you know, he, he, he got a few more years, I think, out of life than he right. otherwise would have. And you guys decided to name the restaurant after him. He was not a fan of spicy food. No, not a cook. He's a he's an but, Irish Bostonian, you yeah. know. Like, but, was it, but it was in honor of your grandfather. It was, yeah. I mean, he was just a, a very unique character. He was everything that you would kind of want 
a grandfather to be. He was mm-hmm. meaningful in a different way to everyone in our family. I had a very uh, special relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, it wasn't the first thing that came to mind when we started talking about names, but it was the one that when it came up, it was obvious that that should be the name. Mm-hmm. I love um, it. I love that it has meaning. Yeah. That's yeah, great. And it helps us to stay on track, I think. You know, the fact that it has my grandfather's name on it, uh, you know, my mother's father's name on right, it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, it's not just a business. Right. You know. Right. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you were, you're married, correct? Mm-hmm. Where did you and your wife meet, and is she involved with, in the business with you? Yeah, so um, I, met, uh, I met my wife uh, while we were in school. We were both philosophy majors, mm-hmm. and she went to uh, Mount Holyoke, and I was taking, uh, there, the, I don't know if you know about this, but the, there's this five-college system in the, New, in the Amherst area in Massachusetts, and mm-hmm. if you go to any of the five colleges, UMass, Amherst, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to UMass, Amherst, uh, Hampshire, Mount Holyoke, or Smith, you can take courses at any of the other colleges anyway. Cool. Uh, I went to take a, a course at Mount Holyoke, and uh, I met my wife while I was taking that course. She just, uh, she struck me. <laughs> um, and I became a little bit, uh, a, a, yeah, a little infatuated, mm-hmm. and uh, we've really never parted since. Nice. Uh, Very and cool. so we came down here together, and uh, she and myself and my brother Casey, uh, who recently moved to St. Pete, and he's working a lot at this uh, at this store. Mm-hmm. We started the original concept on Anna Maria together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we still are the sole owners of of, of that cool. location. Yeah. Nice. And how many locations do you have now? Seven. Seven. Yeah, wow. Seven. All, yeah. all within this area? Soon soon to be eight because yeah. there's a new one coming in Sarasota at the landings. That's correct. Right? Nice. Yeah. So I have the notes. Here we go. Watch this. There's four in Bradenton, <laughs> one more in Sarasota that already exists mm-hmm. aside from the new one coming and then the one in Anna Maria. Was that the original? Anna yes, Maria? Anna Maria's yeah. the original. Mm-hmm. And you guys own all of the locations? Uh, my brother and my wife and I own Anna Maria outright. The other locations we do have investors on, right? Um, mm-hmm. So the structure for the other locations is a bit different, yeah. mm-hmm. right? But it's all uh, family run. It's absolutely family run, and uh, it's uh, and and we do have um, majority ownership, uh, right? As right. Owner operators, right? They're all owned. They're not yes. franchises. It's no. all in the silent family. partners. Yeah, all it's the family. Just us. <laughs> well, congratulations! Mm-hmm. That's great success. Thank <laughs> you. We had no expectation. Of that. Like <laughs> the, the original idea was to be a food truck. Oh wow! Uh, and like to just it, we had we really did not expect this at all. We love what you guys are doing. We're going to take a quick break and come back and get into specifics about just that. Great. We'll be right back. I love soup and I'm always in search of a great soup. Ramen is just so complex and delicious with layers of complex flavors in its broth. Booyah Ramen is one of my favorite places in downtown St. Pete. So much so that I recently included them on my top five Asian noodle soups list their pork belly ramen. Now Booyah's success is not just about the ramen. It's a hip, upbeat environment meant for unwinding and socializing with house-crafted cocktails, a large selection of Japanese whiskey, and izakaya too. Those are small plates of different types of appetizers that are delicious as well as the ramen. The ambiance of the place along with the friendliness of the owners and staff really adds to the character and charm of Booyah. And to add to its coolness, the owners are actually opening up four more stores one in Miami, and three in Berlin of all places. Yes, Berlin, Germany. How cool is that? Booyah Ramen is located at 911 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete and is open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Do ya, Booyah? Keep on moving. 
One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number no. 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete Foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. Brass Bowl offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with the owner of Papo's Taqueria, Patrick Coleman. And as I was saying before we... As we were going out to break, we love what you guys do. I, well, I love Mexican food. If I was going to open a restaurant, I'd probably do Mexican also. <laughs> but it says right on your website, and it's totally believable as soon as you take that first bite. You, you don't compromise. Everything is the highest quality food. The chips are made to order right in front of you. The tortillas are made to order right in front of you. The food is very high quality. But the prices are extremely reasonable. Yeah, they are. Extremely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have, we said you have eight locations. Uh, St. Pete's the newest, mm-hmm. just opened a few months ago. And it's located at 1033 Central Avenue, which is a portion of the location that used to be Designer Consigner, in case yeah. anybody is familiar yeah, with that. Yeah, we split that location. I'm right. very familiar with that location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite stores. So they you, moved, right? They're yes, still they're around. still yeah, open. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you guys have tacos, burritos, quesadillas. Big bowls, mm-hmm. small bowls, and yeah, like I said, the the food is fantastic. So, and, Thank you. And we said before, just uh, in case anybody missed it, it's fast fast casual. Mm-hmm. So you go to the counter, but you you pick and choose your items. And it's funny, I was uh, at the Shave Cave the other day, yesterday actually, and they always th- they know that I'm St. Pete foodies. So they're always like, "Hey, what's the newest place? Where have you been lately?" And I'm like. <laughs> Papos. They're like, oh yeah, we've been there too. We love Papos. Oh wow, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love that, yeah. So the inspiration is San Francisco style Mm -hmm. or mission style Mexican food. Mm -hmm. How did you get this whole thing started? So when I came down here, we've always as a family kind of batted around, especially moving to Massachusetts where there was just 
no decent Mexican food of any kind, let mm-hmm. alone our specific kind of niche. Mm-hmm. Um, we always uh, batted around the idea of kind of opening a shop. We'd, we'd been in the restaurant business before, uh, which is why we didn't want to get into it again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there were, the stars just kind of aligned on it, honestly. You know, I always, after, as, as I said, after moving to Massachusetts, I specifically started working really hard on reproducing those flavor profiles mm-hmm. um, because I, I just I missed the food and there's a nostalgia around it for me. And obviously there's that kind of family element. So there's a lot of emotion kind of built up around right. it. Right. So you were working on this just cooking at home? At home, just yeah. for fun. Yeah, nice. I, I never thought I was going to, I really never anticipated uh, really opening a restaurant or anything like that. But it was a, it was kind of a running family thing. Maybe one day we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So it's always kind of in the background for a while. It there. was, yeah. It, sort of half as a joke, but, but it was there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after uh, I finished school and my wife and I moved down here, we weren't married yet at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we moved down here and, um, a, you know, we were building out these spaces and I was doing the finish work on them and it was just a good opportunity and there was a a lull I didn't know what I was going to do at that time and so I thought you know let's let's give it a try right and uh the the reception was just incredibly incredibly unexpected Mm -hmm. (laughs) and when Um, did the first store open in uh, the very beginning of, uh, two, actually the end of 2012, January 26, okay. 2012. Oh, and okay. you just moved down the in... Begin- sorry, the beginning two- of 2013. You, you moved down in 2012. We so. moved down. I moved down here in August of 2012, wow. and we opened in January of 2013. That was Pretty quick. Cool. Yeah, and, and we did it for nothing. Like, we opened, uh, I, th- I think we had $50,000 in capital, which sounds like a lot of money to people don't, yeah. who don't know how much it <laughs> really takes. Yeah. A restaurant. Yeah. yeah. I think the next cheapest one we've opened is like 250 <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. great. Uh, but that was because I, we, I went around and, like, found materials, and we built out the whole thing ourselves. And, and you then, said, you know, yeah, you said you were in, uh, you were a carpenter at yeah, one point. Yeah, I was. I, I'm actually, like, still a carpenter. I'm building my, uh, an addition on my house right now oh, pretty cool. much by myself. But. And, I, um, I didn't ask this question, but do you live on Anna Maria Island now? No, we did for a while. Okay. Uh, we lived on Anna Maria Island. Then in 2015, I want to say, uh, we moved into Bradenton okay. and got ourselves a little house there. And mm-hmm. we've been kind of just like building on that uh, over the years. So you're kind of between. I'm centrally located. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, uh, Bradenton is um, getting better. It's not my first choice right, right. Uh, in terms of places to live, but I am. Uh, centrally located such that I'm able to access right. everything. So it's easy to yes. go between yeah. Anna Maria, St. Pete, whatnot. Sarasota, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you said you were in the restaurant business prior also. Uh, not me personally. Ah, okay. uh, the family. Uh, unless, Somebody of course, is. you count sitting on a milk crate next to the register. <laughs> um, <laughs> asking As a for kid. food, yeah. <laughs> um, my, uh, my father, um, who is also involved in the business, once we uh, started... Uh, once vest- investors became interested in us, he became involved to kind of deal with okay. them and do negotiations and, Good, and so nice. forth. But uh, he owned the rights to Sonic Franchise in Northern California. Oh, oh wow. Um, okay. So he had opened like uh, a number of locations there before we ended up moving. So he knows um, a thing or two. He's been invaluable. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the multiple locations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I, I should have said this right up front, but I'm going to say it now. There was a lot of people say things like when there's a, I don't need to mention names, I don't want to mention names, but everyone's going to know what I'm I'm talking about anyway. But there was another place recently opened in St. Pete that's a taco place. They're not open anymore. Mm -hmm. But when they opened, the reaction a lot of people had was, really? 
another taco place mm-hmm. like we need another taco place mm-hmm. well yeah we do with Papa's because it's totally different mm-hmm. that we did mention before so if you're th- anybody listening is thinking yeah whatever tacos burritos there you, you can get them anywhere no not like this you cannot right these are absolutely unique and delicious i appreciate you saying that and and i was a, a bit concerned because i had seen that i follow and have followed for a long time the food scene in in saint Pete because we started looking here Mm-hmm. quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I see comments like that uh, and, and had, but I, I obviously I agree with you. I feel like we are bringing something uh, unique that, that, that wasn't here before. And, and, you know, aside just from the flavor profiles, which I think are different. They are very different. Um, not to say, I mean, there really is a lot of wonderful food in St. Pete. Mm-hmm. This isn't to say anything about anybody else. I'm just mm-hmm. talking about us. But, the, you know, we, we, we bring a level of care when it comes to our ingredients and preparation. And um, we don't talk about this very much, but we also are very health focused Mm -hmm. in the sense that, you know, that's not the driving factor for the food. Obviously, flavor has to come first uh, with what we're doing. But uh, part of the impetus for opening the restaurants to begin with here was especially in Anna Marie and Bradenton. I was having uh, I've had sort of on and off autoimmune issues for Mm -hmm. a long time. Mm -hmm. And when you go out to eat it's really hard to know what is it in your food. Is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I frequently feel terrible after I eat out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be careful about that. Uh, and so we felt that there was an opportunity there as well. I wanted somewhere that I could eat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right. And so we source in a way where, where our food has like a really low chemical load. So either it's organic or it's like hothouse grown with no, uh, with, with no pesticide inputs or mm-hmm. like a, if we absolutely can't find something organic we'll, we'll, or, or hothouse or, or if it's not on the clean 15 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we try, we cook, we not try, we don't have any can openers. Uh, we don't have <laughs> freezers. We don't, uh, you know, like we just from scratch, like we're not, uh, obviously we're not making our own dairy, but you know, almost to that level. Mm-hmm. That's uh, awesome. You know, so um, we know exactly what is in the food. <laughs> yeah. And, and we think very carefully about what goes These into days, it. because people yeah. really think about those things. So they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have people who, you know, with, with serious health concerns right. that really need to know what they're eating who come a lot and eat with us and that's meaningful to me mm-hmm. right yeah and you do have options for paleo vegetarian vegan, vegan mm-hmm. gluten-free too yeah well now i i hesitate to say gluten-free just because it is a restaurant and people with very severe if you've got like celiac disease or something we're going to do our best right. uh, but it's a service line yes you know what i mean like, yes. right so know. if it's serious yeah. celiac disease yeah. And then maybe, you know. I'm sure you try very hard not to cross-contaminate, but it happens. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. But, right. you know, we've, we're pressing out tortillas. Mm-hmm. We're, you know, it's 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 all there. You know? Right. It's good yeah. to say that. But I, there's there, but there are also a ton of people doing gluten-free that do not have celiac disease. So, right. hey, they can be happy that they can Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know where you would go, to be frank, like unless they're in some hermetically sealed box that doesn't <laughs> Right. <mean. laughs> right. Right. Um, but I do like to throw that caveat in there. Yeah. Right. No, right. that's good. Mm-hmm, yeah. It is. And and you were talking about flavor profiles, and that's something I want to mention, because we've gone to quite a few Mexican places, and I guess Southern California style, mm-hmm. where they don't really season the meat, and it drives me insane. Yeah. I'm like, there's no flavor here. And then other people love it, but yeah. that's because that's what they were raised on. Mm-hmm. I guess, but, yeah. We're not going to yeah. mention any names. No, well, no, no. <laughs> and no. I, I, I'm somebody where, like, unless you're just not putting any effort in, I'm kind of everybody's doing their their thing in a way mm-hmm. that that is that that appeals to them. I think that a lot of Mexican food and Mexican inspired food tends to focus 
very much on their sauces. Right. So yeah. like mm-hmm. we actually don't have very many until I got to uh, until we got to St. Pete, we had salsa verde. Right. right? So your f- the flavor of like the taco that you're building, say mm-hmm. the base of that is your protein. Right. If your protein is not rich and flavorful, uh, you don't have very much mm-hmm. going on with our food, right, right? Right. Because everything is so kind of simple otherwise. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, I, I think that's kind of where that comes from. I think there really is that focus on sauces as opposed to really bringing rich flavor Got to it. the protein. Right. right. And you guys have that nice rich flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you totally. do. You also have a pretty cool program called Papo's Pups. Yeah, well, I'm very excited. So when someone <laughs> adopts a pup from one of your partners, they can get either two free tacos or a free burrito. And there's a ton of different partners based on location, kind of, so mm-hmm. people can see that on your website, and we'll mention that address in a moment. But the local St. Pete one is the Pet Pal Animal Shelter, mm-hmm. which we know very yes, well. we do. They're great. So adopt a pup from over there and get two free... You're already doing something very cool and good, and then get two free tacos on top of it. Yeah, that's... Or uh, a burrito. That's or very... <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's very meaningful to us as well. Uh, it, my wife and I in particular, and, and at this point now, my, my brother Casey, uh, but our, both, of our, um, both of our pets are adopted, and my brother Casey got an American Bulldog uh, also adopted, and um, there are, I mean, these shelters are just overflowing mm-hmm. right. with it's dogs. Amazing. It, it's really something else, and it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know anything that we can do to kind of encourage people we don't want people like getting a dog so they can get tacos but, <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad uh, that's know, a like, huge responsibility yeah. and, 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 and especially with the kinds of dogs that you're going to get in these shelters for the most part you got pit mixes and 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 so forth and they, they, they take energy to yeah. raise they really do so mm-hmm. it has to mean something to you to do it but you know we just want to kind of reward that right, right. totally mm-hmm. that's cool so it's papos taqueria it's at 1033 central avenue and the website is poposstuckeria.com. I'll spell it P-O-P-P-O-S-T-A-Q-U-E-R-I-A. Poposstuckeria.com. It's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick Coleman, thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. This was fun. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Nathan Allen. He performs in a variety of styles such as rock, country, folk, alternative, doo-wop, funk, and soul. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I'll do my best. All right, great. What's your favorite food? Ooh, that's a difficult one. I am kind of a foodie, so it varies. It Mm -hmm. depends on my mood for the day, honestly. Yeah. What's a couple of your favorite things? Uh, I love Latin food. It's just something I've always had kind of an affinity for. Okay. So that's probably... Your favorite? Yeah. Genre food? Yeah. Style? Yeah. Any um, more specific, like Mexican, Puerto Rican? Uh, Puerto Rican, I'm a big fan of mofongo. Mm-hmm. Ah. I love it. Cool. Love nice. plantains. I don't yep. know. I just can't get past that. <laughs> so two, two things on that. Uh, it's a Mexican restaurant, but uh, it's kind of fusion-y. 
Red Mesa Cantina. Oh, I love it. They have a great seafood buffongo. mm -hmm. It's among my favorites. So good. And then a somewhat newer restaurant. I think they're only a few months now, maybe four months. Uh, Wepa. Have you been there yet? I have not. Where is it? Puerto Rican. It's super good. Do do you know where um, Three Daughters is? Yeah, absolutely. It's right on the corner there. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to give that a try. Oh, for sure. Uh, What's your least favorite food? My least favorite food, anything containing olives. I am not an (laughs) olive fan. Of any, we're only <laughs> laughing because we probably. Is this, I don't know. No, it's either number number three or number four. No, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like yeah that people have said that's her least favorite food. I said, sure. I hate olives. Yeah, I just I, I've tried time and time again, and I just cannot get past whatever flavor profile it is on the olive that. And it doesn't matter what kind of olive. You no, tried all I've, the different kinds. Like I grew up in Tarpon Springs, so mm-hmm. I had you know a lot of Kalamata olives oh, right, in my right. early life, and black olives, green olives. Mm-hmm. I have not found one that has agreed with my palate. Interesting. <laughs> so martinis with a twist for you. Mm, yeah, <laughs> if, if martinis at all, I'm more of a whiskey fan okay. myself. Oh, nice. Good. Yeah. And salt or pepper? I'm gonna have to say salt. Great. Yeah. That's what I like the best, too. He's Pepper. So uh, what is your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? My favorite restaurant in St. Pete is actually Red Mesa Cantina. Huh. Very cool. nice. Yeah. One of our favorites, too. Yeah. It's well, the, the whole of the Red Mesa brand, really. Yeah. Like, yes. They don't have a bad restaurant. No, right. they right. don't at all. And can you cook? I make my attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a lot of cooking growing up, and I've more recently gotten back into cooking mm-hmm. more. Uh, I do enjoy it. Um, What's the thing you feel like you cook the best? Best is a hard one. Um, I would say, huh, I had to think about that, but I definitely enjoy cooking a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Most commonly, I probably prepare, oddly enough, Asian style food. Okay. I feel like for me, it's easier. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of stuff going into a pan over high heat and, <laughs> and then stuff mixing it together. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very true. <laughs> All right, great. So you are a full-time musician. I am. And you have an EP out titled, It Had to Be This Way. Yes, sir. And we're going to feature the song titled Fire. Yes, sir. And I'm taking a guess. I don't, I'm not 100% sure on the first chord. It's either it's a high G or a G major 7. It is a... And you slide into it. I'm trying to think because the way I record it and the way I play it live was two different versions. So it's either <laughs> going to be an uh, E minor 7 or an F sharp minor 7. Do you have a capo on? I do. Ah, okay. You get fooled by those capos. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so I was fooled by the first chord. It is an e, mo- e minor 7, which you're hammering on the E minor 7. It's D major 7. C major seven. Correct. Give away all my secrets. For all the musicians <laughs> yeah. that listen out there. And what is the song about? Uh, the song was actually, I'm not necessarily proud to say this, but it, it's a one night stand song. <laughs> yeah. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the actual basis for the story happened about 12 floors down and half a block up. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Detroit? A uh, little bit farther south than that. Mm. South is. It just happened to be where that she was parked. Ah, okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's so You're funny. A naughty boy. Yeah, we're. We won't get into the details of that one too much. Right. Well, you got a good song out of it. Well, she liked to think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you stayed in touch with her? Uh, for a little while after that. Ah. 
not too much right. longer. Though. Right. She's going to be bragging for the rest of her life. There's a song written about her. Yeah. She's a, she lives out of town, so. Ah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't tell her to listen to this show. Yeah, no, no. Well, no, she's proud of it. <laughs> right. Right, and I think I said uh, earlier the EP is It Had to Be This Way, and the song is Fire. Correct. We find you online on Facebook, Nathan Allen. It's your first initial N, Allen, A-L-L-E-N, N, Allen Music. And then same on Instagram. Correct. And, and then Twitter, which I don't update as nearly as often as I should. Uh, it is the underscore Nate underscore Allen. And then also my website is the same as my handle for Facebook and Instagram. It is nallenmusic.com. Excellent. Nathan Allen, Great. thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Here we are with the song Fire. things burn the brightest that's something i've learned first impressions i could tell she would be fine she pointed those eyes at me like a loaded gun set up the pieces and then she made her move she said i didn't think i'd find a boy here like you tomorrow i'll be leaving so i'll give you today I didn't argue cause I wanted to play So I played with fire Was a guest in her game Burned the night away Knowing she couldn't stay When the morning came We went our separate ways It was just one day in our life But it was our life for a day was our life for a day She was soft and she was fine Long and tall, though five and nine Nothing short of ten lies By the way she moved in the moonlight Had my resolve so compromised Though to resist I did try It was such a shame she had to leave Perfection just out of my reach So I played with fire, was a guest in her game Burned the night away, knowing she couldn't stay When the morning came, we went our separate ways It was just one day in our lives But it was our life for a day It was our life for a day
That's it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our guests, Patrick Coleman and Nathan Allen. And thanks to our sponsors, Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Salty Jays, Booyah Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number nine. 9. Our announcer is Candace Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Okay, well, you're talking to somebody with extraordinarily high taco standards, just to be clear.